Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. I hope that you are doing well tonight as I'm recording this as we do most Tuesday nights because, yes, this is called Travel Tips Tuesday and there's a reason for that. So tonight's episode is a very special one. I'm still kind of amped up and not just because of the espresso frappuccino I had uh, late this afternoon, but I am really excited to be able to share with you all a very awesome conversation that uh, we were able to have on Facebook Live uh, with the president and founder of Travelmation, Mr. Adam Duckworth. He is a man of many talents. He's also a father. Uh, he's an incredible guy that um, does a lot for a lot of people. And I think uh, the Travelmation agents that are out there uh, would absolutely say yes to that. And his clients would say yes to that. And many other people that he knows from other walks of life would say yes to that as well. So I uh, really hope you enjoy this conversation. I'd enjoyed it, kind of sort of shepherding it uh, along the way. And I won't say any more than that other than just to thank Adam again for the time that he spent uh, tonight uh, having this conversation with us. So let's get into it, shall we? This is Travel Tips Tuesday. It is June the 30th, 2020, and our conversation tonight, our topic, is going to be focused on a conversation with Adam Duckworth, who is president and founder of Travelmation. Uh, he's a dad. He's a volunteer guru. There's a number about number of things about him that make him a pretty awesome guy to kind of work alongside of and also call a friend. So I'm very excited about that and about the conversation we're going to have tonight. Also, our question of the day, if you could ask Adam Duckworth any question about travel planning, what would it be? And I want to challenge you to think outside of theme parks because I feel like that's kind of low-hanging fruit for some of us, especially for the agents and other others that tune into this. So, you know, questions outside of kind of theme park specific uh, travel planning advice. And we may or may not get to some of them. We'll see where the conversation goes. So uh, also tonight, I want to share a little bit of Disney news and other podcast news with you real quick before we bring Adam on. Uh, as you all know, the many of the resorts have started to open. Uh, the parks are opening in phases on July 11th and July 15th. The park reservation system is rocking and rolling. Um, we're getting, getting that working. And uh, we've been able to serve a lot of uh, clients and kind of walk them through that process on how to utilize the park reservation system for Walt Disney World, which has been great. Also, as of today, and if you're listening and you have a Walt Disney World reservation booked uh, within the next couple of months or so, this, this applies to you. As of today, uh, certain guests that have had previous park uh, in-park dining reservations can make dining reservations uh, now for in-park restaurants. So uh, those that list is is select availability. Not all of them are going to be open. Um, there is a really easy uh, to access uh, know before you go site that Walt Disney World uh, has set up that has a real-time list of what uh, those uh, restaurants are. So be on the lookout for that. You know, there's some other lists and different things floating around out there, but um, that's going to be the most real-time, most up-to-date uh, information for you. So that's just real quick tidbit about Disney news uh, tonight. Also, I mentioned podcast news. For those of you that have been listening for a few weeks now, I've been teasing this idea of a new uh, short-form podcast focused on uh, my training journey for uh, the Dopey Challenge, the 2021 Dopey Challenge, uh, which is a combination of a 5K, 10K, a half marathon and full marathon over four consecutive days 
in the most magical, most happiest place on earth, right down there in central Florida. It goes through all four theme parks and it's just a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, I'm going to get into kind of my why and a little bit more about Run Disney and also uh, talking a little bit uh, about my training journey and just maybe sharing some running advice. I'm not a coach or a personal trainer, but uh, based on my experience, I could probably offer a thing or two that may be helpful for you. And I'm going to be re recording the very first episode uh, to kind of help keep myself accountable here because uh, we're doing this live and this will be out on podcast later. I'm going to be recording the very first episode of the Run Dopey by 40 podcast immediately following this. Uh, it will not be live. Again, this will be a recorded podcast only and I'll be sharing that information as it becomes available because today is actually the first uh, official day of the um, kind of run Disney put together training regiment for uh, the Dopey Challenge and Marathon. Uh, so for those of you that are out there doing that, Awesome. Um, and, you know, I'm proud of you. I was out there running, sweating in this ridiculous heat. I felt like I was about to run through a three o'clock shower in Central Florida. And what do you know, when I got done with my run, it just poured rain for about 20 minutes, just like it does during the summer sometimes in Disney World. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, start bringing Adam Hunt here in just a second. And hopefully the interwebs will uh, do its thing. So again, our question of the day up top in the comments you can see is... Uh, if you can ask Adam any question about travel planning, what would it be? And I would love for you to think beyond uh, the theme parks, if at all possible. So uh, thank you all again so much for joining. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, feel free to drop them in here. So, all right, let's see here. We're going to bring Adam on and see what he has to say. We're going to be talking um, a good bit about uh, our Disney story, his Disney story. I'll be asking him a few questions about that and uh, asking him to kind of share a little bit of his uh, you know, memories and also a few other things. Again, Adam is uh, an amazing guy. I look up to him in a lot of ways. And I'm very thankful for his time. He is a parent of a young child. So we are uh, pushing it a little bit uh, to kind of <laughs> be up this late. He's on the Eastern time zone for so those of you on the East Coast. Uh, I, I feel you. So Adam, thank you for coming on Travel Tips Tuesday tonight. Thanks, John, for having me. I appreciate it. It is a little bit late for me. I started to go to bed a little bit early ever since Libby uh, came into our home, which was January 1st of last year. So she'll be six months tomorrow. So I have a six, I have a five month old for a couple more hours. And uh, yeah, I've been going to bed a little bit earlier and getting up a little bit earlier. Shall we say not that I was always an early riser, <laughs> but thanks for having me on the show. I really want to say that I um have watched Travel Tips Tuesday from afar. And I think the one thing, John, that you consistently win with with this idea is consistency and staying in front of your audience and staying in front of people. And I think it's so great to see you on Tuesday nights um, when I do stay up for it. Uh, but thanks for having <laughs> me on the show tonight. I appreciate it. My energy is a little bit more subdued this late in the evening. And um, so I hope to still bring it for you tonight. Well, if you've ever been around Adam at seven o'clock in the morning or a 9 a.m. agent call or whatever it is, you know that this is this is a little subdued for him, uh, but hopefully we'll fire him up a, a little bit uh, with some of our questions. So um, really enjoying. So uh, again, I gave you some questions earlier. We'll probably get to most of those may ask a few spontaneous one, but just to kind of start off, uh, I love talking about this idea of our dis our Disney story, because I think in a lot of ways, uh, everybody that's been exposed to the Disney verse, as it were, um, out there in the world, whether it's, you know, an early childhood memory or uh, a visit to the parks or, you know, whatever it is, a movie, a show, a song, um, however you want to say that, maybe the person Walt Disney himself, um, 
first question out there, what is your earliest Disney memory that you can think of? Well, the earliest Disney memory, I think I, I remember from photographs that I've seen. I mean, I went, I think when I was around six months old for the very first time. And I remember seeing my mom and dad having me on Main Street as a kid. I mean, I don't necessarily remember that, but I remember seeing pictures pictures of it. Walt Disney World was our go-to vacation spot as kids. Um, we always went. That was our once a year trip. That was our family trip. And so for me, it was one of those ideas ideas of Disney just being cemented in me as a person from a very young age. I loved all that it stood for. I loved the magic. I loved the engrossment in theme. And, and, and interestingly enough, so my parents actually divorced after about like 25 years of marriage. This was right around the time Caitlin and I got married about maybe 13, 14 years ago. And it was interesting as I sought to discover a little bit about my childhood and why I began to love Disney again. It was as an adult was because it brought back all of those feelings of family and warmth and, and um, good things that it, we just long for in our lives. And so, yeah, you, you asked a, a pretty specific question and I gave you a broad answer. Sometimes I do that. Um, even though I'm not a politician and never <laughs> desire to be. However, it's one of those things, if you're asking me to pinpoint a specific memory that I have, it was probably in 1989, I think. Maybe it was 1990. I want to say it was 1989. Um, per, per, no, you know what? Let me let me redo that. I think it was 1988. And it was, um, we went to the Country Bear Christmas special for the first time. And I remember they used to have a topiary out in mm. front of the Country Bear Jamboree with a scarf on it. And I remember standing out there um, with my dad and sister and just taking a picture in front of it. And I think that may be my very first Disney memory. I'd have to really search into the memory bank to get it specific, specific, but I think that may be it. So, so Adam, would you say um, the Country Bear Jamboree is a, is a fun attraction to visit? I think the Country Bear Jamboree is an amazing attraction to visit. It's my favorite attraction of all time. If you have not gone or you refuse to go or you haven't gone, you're missing out on one amazing air condition. And number two, bears that have been in business for 50 years strumming those guitars yes. and instruments. And no, the Country Bear Jamboree not only holds a nostalgic place in my heart in terms of um, an attraction that I just loved as a kid and couldn't really pinpoint why I loved it, but it represents, you know, it was Walt Disney's actually last attraction that he put right. a stamp of approval on before he died. So there's something special about, I, I call it sacred or ho almost hollow ground sure. in terms of Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom. When you step in there, you are, um, you're just engrossed in memories and the Absolutely. things that you're, the smell is there, the the bears are there. It's just such, such a great um, memory maker for me. So yeah, I love it. I go every single yep. visit. Awesome. It's, I, lo I love it too. Um, actually, every time um, I have been to Disney in recent memory and I talk to my parents, my dad's always like, do you go see those bears? Do you go, do you go, do you go see the bears? Are they still ticking? <laughs> Are they still standing? Uh, because that was one of my, we, we haven't been to uh, Disney a lot, like with my kind of core family, my brother, sister, mom, dad, um, kind of growing up and even up until now. But um, that was always one of my dad's favorite attractions and holds a lot of seminal reasons for me because of that. And also, like you said, the kind of history uh, that, that goes with it as well. Well, John, you're uh, from Al you're from Alabama, right? So those yes. good old country boys, they love those bears, yes. right? You Absolutely, take those, man. You take those bears out, there's going to be people chaining <laughs> themselves to those uh, to Grizzly Hall. You just watch. You never know what's going to happen. Um, so uh, 
that's awesome. I think I, I heard a lot about why uh, Disney was ex- was significant to you, and thank you for sharing that memory. Um, just kind of, I, I noticed your shirt there earlier while we were kind of chatting before. It says "Girl Dad" on it. So, as yeah. I mentioned earlier, you're you're a dad of a girl, so you'll put those things together, right? Um, but it has speaks pers- for itself. It does. Yes, it does. It just kind of say, "Hey." Here we are. All right. So has your perspective on Disney's parks or the experience of Disney parks changed since you've become a parent? <laughs> yes. Um, oh, gosh. I was debating this with someone the other day about the life of Disney as a parent. So Libby has only gone to the parks one time. It was actually mm. right before they shut down. Actually, that's not true. She's been twice. But they the, the visits were like two days apart because I was in an yeah. event for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Caitlin came up for a day. So Libby got to go into Disney's Hollywood Studios first. And then we did a number of days with her at the parks. And it, 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 she's so young that it doesn't necessarily give me a perspective to see it through her eyes yet. So a lot of times people will say, Hey, you get an opportunity to see it through your kid's eyes. And I believe that will come with time. But from my perspective, it was so interesting to live the Disney parent life for the first time of having a stroller. And I was thrilled for the stroller because it was finally a place to put my stuff. Like my, I was like excited about the stroller because like I, I finally, John, for the first time in my, I'm going to be 38 next month for the first time in my almost 38 years, I bought a popcorn bucket because I never had, I hate carrying things. It's my, the bane of my life. And so I never had a place to put it. So, but I was like, I had a popcorn bucket. So, or I had a place to put it. So I bought a popcorn bucket because my wife, like she will always carry a bag inside the parks, Mm -hmm. but it would generally be like a small person then i would ask her hey can you carry this and i would get the eye roll you've had the eye roll i'm sure from time oh to time. sure yeah, yeah and she's like i don't you know i don't want to carry all your stuff but i was thrilled about the stroller but i think the thing that was most interesting for me as a disney lover and a travel agent was i would always you know because you, you have your own you know lens to plan through in terms of the clients you work with and the families you've worked with throughout the years and now you have this different perspective personally even though you've done it you've had friends with kids you've seen families you've guided families but now you have your own perspective to put into practice in terms of watching a family navigate the park so i think the question is the answer is twofold there's the logistical side of it and then there's the emotional side of it Mm -hmm. and i think the emotional side of it will probably come with time when we see what she lights up over and some of the things that we hope that she lights up over are probably going to currently be suspended when we get back on july 11th like character meet and greets or fireworks or parades Mm -hmm. Um, but there are still so many experiences at walt disney world for her to experience so i'm excited to watch her grow and grow through that i don't know if she'll have more fun or I'll have more fun or what that will look like. I really don't (laughs) know, but I'm excited for this new phase of Disney and Walt Disney world with a child. We're also thrilled and blessed that my mom uh, lives in Orlando currently. So this has been a really Cool. cool thing for us because she moved to Orlando a number of years ago and subsequently she has come to the parks with us a number of times. Mm-hmm. And even when Libby went to the park for the first time. So if Caitlin and I want to go out to dinner, my mom mm-hmm. will take her and she'll take her back to our resort or wherever that may be, or she'll hang if we want to ride a ride that Libby can't ride. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really kind of sweet arrangement that we have for yeah. being new parents. And I'm looking forward to that. That's really cool. That's awesome. Um, I, I, I'm completely with you on that. Once I remember the, the first couple of times we went in with our now seven year old, um, was back in 2013. The first time was for the marathon that year. 
Um, and then the second time was about four months later. And my most favorite picture I have of my daughter ever was when she was about four or five months old. It's a little black and white picture that was taken outside of Animal Kingdom, um, just outside the gates. Is sort of the then the marathon path kind of went down um, that way. And um, it was just it was just a really cool moment. Super encouraging. Just a really cool thing to kind of think back on and yeah um, for sure uh yeah so anyway um i, I hope you soak all that in as, as those moments come um so let's get practical hit real quick because this is you know travel tips tuesday um what is one piece of travel advice you think everyone should take use a travel agent do you want me to go on yes please <laughs> elaborate with, no with, for, with, first with, of all with, with as much or as little bias as you would like. So no, first of all, I mean, if you're not going to use a travel agent or travel mation travel agent, I think you're making a mistake. However, there are, you know, many great travel agents out there. I, I tend to be a little bit biased. One would assume that I would be a little bit biased, but it's this idea, John, that if you go and buy a car or you go shop insurance, or you go look at a house, when you go do these things and make a major purchase, because a vacation for people is a major purchase, you would want to consult an expert to guide you along the way. We estimate that the average family from, let's call it the Midwest, spends between $3,500 and $6,000 on their Walt Disney World vacation. That could be every year. It could be a one-time thing, or you know, once in a lifetime, we don't know what that looks like, but that's a lot of money. And yeah. so so when you are spending that kind of money and you make that kind of investment in your family, you want to make sure that things are planned properly. You want to make sure that you're consulting an expert who knows what they're doing, specifically because we at Travelmation long ago decided that we were not going to charge fees to book vacation packages, that we would rely on the vendors who compensate us on the back end to take care of that. So if you come to us, it's like going on your own, but you get us for free. And we know much more than you do about Disney destinations, specifically Walt Disney World. I mean, we, we've eaten at every restaurant, we've, eat, we've stayed at every resort. So there's so many things that I would say about it. Furthermore, let's just go beyond Disney for a second. If you're sure. going to go to an undetermined location that you've never been before, whether right. that's Europe or Hawaii or, you know, the Philippines, Bora Bora, mm -hmm. Australia, wherever it is, you generally want to talk to someone who's been there. And the greatest thing about the Travel Nation team, because we are now 456 agents, I think, off the top of my head, I believe that if you are dealing with someone who hasn't personally experienced that product, that one of the things that you're going to get is you're going to get a resource of a team. And somebody along the way has probably been there to help guide and equip our team and to help engage those people who might need right. the knowledge to help pass it along to the client. I just believe in 2020 specifically, as we've gone through COVID and we've gone through a pandemic and we've seen the travel industry basically before our eyes collapse and thousands and hundreds of thousands of travelers be sure. stuck with, with no support that the travel agents stock, maybe not like the stock of like Royal Caribbean and Norwegian mm -hmm. and Disney, but like the stock <laughs> yeah. of the actual physical stock of the travel agent has gone way up because people have seen the value in what we do. I like to describe um, that we are an advocate for clients with a concierge Absolutely. service, that we do everything we can to make it um, amazing and spectacular to the best of our abilities. And so that's my one tip. And John didn't cue me up with that question to say that. I really believe it. That's the yep. business that we're in. That's the life I live that we, we deal with that day in, day out. I mean, the number of clients that during COVID that our agents have advocated for has been 
thousands, massive. Mm -hmm. But the number of clients that has even reached its way up to my desk where I've gone, okay, this has gotten to the level that I, from the company perspective, like from the main office, need to get involved and advocate for them has been larger than it's been in the past five years within a few months period. And Mm -hmm. so we have, we take that very seriously to be able to go, okay, you are well protected. You're in great hands. We want to make sure that you are taken care of from start to finish. And when you look at that, I start to ask the question of going, who wouldn't want that? Even, even John, let me unpack this argument for you. Even if you have someone, maybe you're listening to it and you're like, well, I like to plan my own thing. You can still use us or use a travel agent and plan your own thing. If you want to, we're just there to help secure that booking for you. If that's you. And then if something goes awry, we're there to help advocate on your behalf, even though we're willing and able and definitely equipped to do more. It's all about your preferences as a, as a, as a consumer and as a guest to go, where do you, you need us to jump in. Some people are like, Adam, plan the whole thing, start to finish dining, formerly fast passes, you know, all those things that exist. Sure, yeah. And, and, but some people are like, I've done this before. I'd like to do it myself. And, and we just handle the booking wherever you're at along the spectrum. I, I feel like if you're going to travel, you'd be making a big mistake to not use a travel agent to guide you along right. the way. Yeah. And, and I'm absolutely with you. You said one word that I want to kind of go back to uh, very quickly because it's kind of, core to sort of what I think my personal identity as a travel agent is, and that's the word advocate, because mm-hmm. something, sometimes things go really well, and you want to celebrate those moments, you know, as, as your clients are telling you those things, and, uh, but sometimes they don't. And sometimes it's, it could be because of something that a client did. It could be, you know, an oversight somewhere. It could be, you know, something that happened at a destination or for instance, you know, all the, the trips that, um, you know, p- many people have had to reschedule and rebook and, you know, all these different things that the past several months that we've all been, you know, walking through um, at Travel Nation. And that's, you know, that's, that's where we stand. I mean, we stand to walk alongside our clients. It's not just taking the payment information and say, Hey, go have fun. Um, but we're there for them from the moment they start dreaming to the moment that they get back to their trip. Cause we want to know how it went. Um, and we want to, you know, be there to celebrate those memories with them. Um, so it's, it's one thing that, that I absolutely love doing. And it's a lot of fun just to be able to share some of those fun moments with people, uh, along the way. So, yes. Um, and that advocate word is so important because so oftentimes people feel alone in the planning right. process and they feel yep. alone in the journey. And, um, you know, the hold times are long specifically during right. COVID. And when you have someone who will do that and advocate on your behalf, which is what we do, then it it's, it's almost like this amazing service. I, I love love to answer the question when people ask me, so what's the catch? Like clients will ask me, so what's the catch? And I go, I go, I want to be honest with you. I wish there was one. (laughs) Like I always say to people, I wish there was one. So it would be easier for me to answer that question, but there just isn't. And uh, the thing that I love about Travelmation is now the thousands of families that we get to serve every year. And to to sit back and think about that um, from when we started this company eight years ago to now and going, we now get to serve uh, the needs of thousands of families throughout our our year. And, And that's growing into the tens of thousands of families. That's a pretty cool moment to think about that we hold these families vacation memories in our hands we hold all of that in our hands and we want them to have the best experience ever that we want to cross the t's and dot the i's and to make sure it's pristine and and amazing yeah um absolutely agree and i I want to say one more thing and then we're gonna 
start wrapping uh, wrapping it up here in just a minute. Oh, John, you're um, gonna let me go to you're gonna let me go to bed. The child's well, been sleeping, John. You got ten more minutes in. You got ten right, more minutes in me if you right, need man, it. Look, I, I'll go however long you want. So I'm, you know, I had my. Oh, I go all frapp- night, baby, but I choose to <laughs> go to bed eventually. I had my espresso frappuccino at four this afternoon, so I've got at least three more hours in me. Um, oh, I can't drink not, coffee not you, that late. I, I can't. I, I can't drink coffee that late because I just. I mean, I used to be able to because caffeine. Yeah. Like I felt like at some point in time used sure. to be a suppressant for me, and then I like I just it got to the point where I couldn't drink it like past noon. Like maybe I could have an espresso at lunch and that would be it. <laughs> so um, no, anyway, but I get no, it. So anyway, continue. normally I don't. Normally I don't wait until this late, but I knew I had some work and whatnot coming up tonight so i wanted to be fired up and ready to go um so i want to ask you one more kind of one last question to uh sum it up but before i do that um i want to uh reiterate something at travelmation um the agents are not in competition with each other and you might think that because it's sort of a in a way it's kind of a sales you know service focused um you know industry that we're in but as as a new ish agent i think i came in around 200 and something agents somewhere around the, along the lines uh, in november or no the fall of 2018 yeah 18 and uh, one of the things i could tell immediately was that people were all about helping each other like you were saying if somebody's been to a destination that somebody else is interested about but they haven't been there i mean we're we're helping each other just even as recently as this morning um as disney is known for their uh technological prowess right i mean they're i mean <laughs> so we won't get into that tonight but uh, we talked a little bit yes. about it last week but uh this morning had some issues where i needed to go in and make some dining reservations that opened up this morning but uh for whatever reason we kept getting errors online so uh i was had already been on hold for 45 minutes and my phone rings and it's uh, another agent from in georgia that saw my post on our agency facebook page is like hey i've got disney dining on the phone right now let's go ahead and knock this out and get it taken care of um and you know i had the chance to do the same thing at the end of last week when people were on hold for hours and hours and hours and you know people posting times five six seven eight nine ten hours of hold time just to talk to agents for maybe 15 or 20 minutes to get their clients taken care of and you know that's the kind of dedication that i see from uh, our agents and it just makes me super proud to be part of such a great uh great company and great effort so well i i i not only echo everything you said i appreciate it you know it's interesting you said you know we're not really in competition with each other some agents who you know they're vying for those top sales spots at the end of the year they may they yeah. might uh, go john you sure um no but that's <laughs> that we, we love that healthy yeah i call it healthy competition yes. but i think what you I think what you landed on there was so was so key because I've had the opportunity. Uh, I know when you started and you introduced me, you talked a little bit about my the volunteering side of my life. I spent a lot of time in the local church world. Still do spend a lot of time in the local church world. I'm still the volunteer coordinator at my local church, but yeah. I have never seen in all of my journeys a team like the one we have now. Their sure. their spirit is so strong. The support is so strong, and I just truly believe you don't see that in a lot of organizations, specifically in the travel world. There's a lot of competition, call it healthy competition, call it unhealthy competition, whatever you want to call it. But there's there's something about the spirit of this group. Um, and, and one of the things that I say to our team consistently is we have to focus on what really matters. 
And, and, and I think our team really does that. And they are a team that wants to see each other win. They're for each other. They're in this together. And I think that is something that really at the end of the day, you specifically don't see in a lot of sales roles, because at the end of the day, that's what we're in. We are in sales roles. We, do that with vacations. Perfect. Sure. But I think that we have such a supportive group on our team. I don't think there's a better organization to be a part of around. And that has nothing to do necessarily with me. Well, maybe it has a lot to do, you know, with me leading sure. the charge, right. but it has to do with the group of people that we've not only put in leadership, but the agents that are on our team who have um, been impacted by our group of leaders and what they do. We have a phenomenal leadership team. Our supervisor team and our VPs um, are just so well-rounded in the world, the way that they lead. I, I talked about this recently, that I am somebody who, when, when I crafted that leadership team, I was looking for different personalities, mm-hmm. right? And different styles of leadership. I did not want the same kind of leader around the table because then we sure. just end up in a box, right? right Where we're just right. boxed in to go, this is the way that we think, this is what we do. Specifically, I didn't want yes people on the team. I, I right. didn't want that because I've seen a lot of bad leaders surround themselves mm. with people who only tell them what they want to hear. And then yeah. the organization fails or they're ousted. And then they go, well, I sure. wonder what happened. Yeah. And so I really wanted to put people around the team who would help us grow and help us thrive and go, I think this idea is a great one. I don't think that idea is a good one. How can we all work together? And I think the thing that has been so wonderful about Travelmation is, is that at the end of the year, we might lose some of our agents whose their contract expires. We might lose them to, um, you know, disinterest or this didn't work out for me. And because it doesn't work out for everybody, we get that. But we have never lost an agent because they were dissatisfied or dissatisfaction or they wanted to just go do something else in the travel world. That's just not who we are. We, um, we, we have a very strong retention rate. And I believe that's because we support our team better than anybody in the industry. And I can say that with 101 million percent satisfaction because that's what we pride ourselves on. And we've structured in a way that we are here for you consistently. And so um, I love that. And I appreciate you saying that. That means a lot to me who is yeah. who works around the clock. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that my wife sometimes sure. says to me, you're getting up this early, you're going to bed this late because it's got to, yeah. we got to keep going and I'm passionate about it. So it's a cool thing. Yeah. Awesome. So to, uh, to wrap up our conversation tonight, um, uh, this is this was an unplanned question, but I, I know it's something you haven't answered for. Mm. Um, one one that you could spend probably thirty seconds talking about, or an hour talking about. So I'll I'll leave it up to you how in depth you want to go. But it's it's something that I've said before on travel um, on travel tips Tuesday. Um, I would love for you to explain um, for those out there that may and maybe even some newer agents that may see this. I don't know. Um, I would love for maybe you to explain the phrase to the future and what that means to our agency. Mm-hmm. I love that question. It's such a great question because the phrase is so stupid. And I don't mean that yeah. it's stupid in a bad way. I, Cause I use the word stupid in a good way. My dad always used to say, man, that is stupid. Good. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know if you ever have heard that expression. So I, oh, I, sure, when yeah. I say the words, when I say the word stupid, people are like, does he mean it's dumb? No, I think it's stupid. Good. <laughs> And um, it's just so the, the way that it came up is I think there was a point in time where when we were starting, um, there was in some way, shape or form, I think it was maybe even Michelle and I, or we had gotten together or Alston was involved in it. I don't remember, but we had, we had popped a bottle of champagne and we had just said, let's make a toast to what this could be someday. And I just, I said to the future. And it was so interesting. It was this one little phrase that I started to write on thank you cards to agents, to leaders when I would send them thank you cards. 
and it caught on. And I was like, hmm, interestingly enough, people seem to like this and I seem to like this and it keeps, seems to keep rolling and this is something bigger. And, and so I have not written this resource yet. I actually have a couple more books that I'm working on right now. One about volunteering, one about kids production. Um, I've been working on it with a couple of folks at Orange for, gosh, we've been working on this project for a long time. But I've determined that I really want to, at some point in time, write a book called Everything I Learned in Life I Learned from Professional Wrestling. Because I think this is so key <laughs> because so oftentimes, and this is gold. If, if we have an audience still in there watching this, do you, do you remember oh, we, this? Oh, we do. Yes. Yeah. This, this is good. Okay. So, cause I can't see any of the numbers. I'm just talking, but um, everything I learned in life, I learned per, from professional wrestling because one of the things professional wrestling, and I love when people say, Oh, you know, it's fake, right? No, I'm a 38 year old man who thinks that it's real. I just <laughs> like what they've created. And, sure. but one of the things in professional wrestling that always the most successful brands call that, let's go back to the eighties. Let's call it Hulk Hogan. Let's move on the undertaker. Let's go to stone cold, Steve Austin and sure. the rock to John Cena, all the way to present day and what they're doing mm -hmm. today. They all have catchphrases and they all have phrases that stick and that people remember them so much that they repeat them in the middle of the ring and 20 to 80,000 people chant along with them. Well, in my mind, I'm going, that works. And so what, and so it was like our first catchphrase. I'll talk about it, what it means in a second, but it was just one of these things that kind of caught on, leave this world with memories, not dreams. Another thing that caught on that right. we've said. And so what I love about it is not only did it catch on, but we keep saying it, it never gets old, no matter how old we get, but what it encompasses is it encompasses the idea that the, and I talked about this at the retreat last year, that the future is always your future, our future future, the future of right. travel, your future always can be brighter than the past. It's this idea that we always can be striving for what's better and what's next and what's ahead of us, specifically as we've led through and gone through this coronavirus pandemic to go look at what is coming next for us, because we've right. seen a lot of our books of businesses collapse. If to the future wasn't a phrase that meant something before, it sure means something now. Absolutely. And one of the things that I also believe about the phrase is that you always, like for me, I'm never satisfied. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm satisfied in my life. I'm very happy, but I always want to go bigger and better and figure it out. Walt Disney taught me that. He taught me to dream bigger than you could ever grasp or imagine. And I think the phrase to the future doesn't ever put a lid on the Tupperware box of your imagination. It allows us to always dream. I, um, it was so interesting. So one of our VPs, Alston, was in town um, in Fort Lauderdale last weekend. His wife, Mackenzie, mm -hmm. and him visited just to connect. We were doing some stuff on the Volunteer Guy podcast. We were talking Travel Nation. And we were talking about um, just where we would go next and what that looks like. There was no specific plan or agenda. We were just talking. And, and one right. of the things that I loved about to the future is, is that that possibility is limitless. And it's not only limit, I love this because it's not only limitless for Travel Nation, it's limitless for our agents. It's limitless for them. It's limitless for how large they want their book of business to grow and how many families they want to serve. John, this has been a life changer for people. Yeah. Something I never expected when I started this thing. I never expected people to look at me and go, wow, this is so different. And I'm able to provide for my family in a different way. And I'm able to do things in a different way. Of course, COVID has derailed the number of those plans in 2020. Sure. And we hold that, you know, we, we take, we don't take that lightly and we want to rebuild and do different things. But I think that the phrase to the future 
is, is this all encompassing almost battle cry for our company going, we will never be satisfied with just what it is. We always want to grow and do better. And we've kind of locked arms and set it together so much that we've put it on backdrops at our retreat. We have a, uh, like a mini 30 minute, like documentary coming out in the company on July 9th to talk as we reopen the Disney parks to talk about, Hey, here's what we're going to do next to the future. And I think so much of that is important as all of our team, our leaders, and even me just cements that in our hearts. If I was going to get a tattoo and I don't have a tattoo, it's just one of those things that I've never gotten. They're a little too permanent for me. But I would tell you, if I was <laughs> going to get a tattoo, I might get the phrase to the future somewhere because that's how much I believe in it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's that's so good. And um, I love that. And I love that uh, a lot of uh, a lot of how you lead, who you are as a person sort of encompasses that uh, idea. Um, so I want to go ahead and kind of close up. There's a lot of people commenting tonight. Um, we, <laughs> Good. So Tell myself you, bye. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you will probably be thoroughly entertained if you ever get a chance to go back and uh, I'm going to scroll through as soon as it's there. over. I'm going to go but, see who made fun of me and my shirt <laughs> and the country bear jamboree and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there's, there's some awesome stuff in there for sure. Um, but I, I very much thank you for your time tonight. Um, this has been awesome and super rich in a lot of different ways and, uh, and, and very encouraging. I thank you for the kind words you had to say about me towards the beginning of this thing. Um, and you know, I love, I love doing this travel tips Tuesday started, I don't know, somewhere around two and a half years ago. Um, and it's, it's been a lot of fun to do. Um, so very John, one of the on. things I one of the things I love most about working alongside of you, I know you work with Tim mm -hmm. Elrod. He's actually yeah. the person you probably work with closest in the company, but you and I get sure. a good a chance to interact a good bit. And one of the things I love about you is your drive and your determination, your not only ability to advocate, which we talked about before on behalf of your right. clients, which you and I have had a number of interactions about, hey, can we get this done? Can we make this happen? Let's figure out how to do this. Can we, you know, fight on their behalf, but it's also, you want to do better for yourself, for your family, for right. the people you serve. And that is an admirable uh, quality and you should be very proud. So I'm proud of you and you should continue you. to grow and thrive through this. And I'm excited to watch you grow and to be alongside you for the journey, brother. I really appreciate it, Adam. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let you move towards um, maybe get some rest <laughs> tonight. Cause I know you'll probably be up and six hours or whatever it is whenever you get up in the morning, but um, appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and kind of wrap the conversation up now. Um, feel free to hang on for a minute or you can go ahead and, you know, we'll see you later on. I'm going to deuce out um, and see the comment box. I'll yeah. see you guys. See you, John. Please see do. everybody. Have, have fun. Bye -bye. With thank you, Adam. Thank you. So again, thank you so much for watching to everyone. Um, Travelmation friends, clients, other friends, people that have tuned in tonight, uh, people that have, accidentally stumbled across this for whatever reason. Uh, this has been a lot of fun and I think a very enriching conversation um, to kind of talk about this idea of, of Disney story um, and sort of really dig down into some of the philosophy behind um, travel planning and why kind of why it's sort of what makes Adam tick a little bit um, and how he leads our company well. And, and really a lot of what he says encompasses why um, I love working alongside of this company. So I'm very thankful to be a part of it uh, at Travelmation. Again, this Travel Tips Tuesday thing is not sponsored. It's not sponsored by uh, Travelmation. It's something that I started doing before I came into Travelmation. And um, I'm just excited to be able to bring some people uh, along for the ride like Adam that uh, 
have a lot of really awesome things to say. And I'm thankful for uh, the fact that he would choose to stay up late um, and embrace that lifestyle of sleep deprivation that young parents do and um, come alongside tonight. It was a lot of fun. So uh, thank you all again so much for watching. Uh, don't forget about the at run dopey by 40 uh, new podcast that's coming out. Um, feel free. It's not on the pod. Don't search for it yet. Cause it's not up yet, but it will be also I uh, want to remind everybody um, that, there's a lot of Disney news and stuff coming out. Make sure you talk to um, trusted sources that are out there. There's a lot of, you know, third, fourth, fifth hand blog sites out there. And, um, you know, if you're curious about some information, if you want to know about some places that I trust, um, you know, of course, we try to get a lot of our information straight from the source uh, first and foremost before we start telling our clients about it. So, um Please check out past episodes by searching for Travel Tips Tuesday on your favorite podcast player. Would love a review on Apple Podcast if uh, you feel so led. And uh, let me know what your favorite episode is. You know, I've got 50 some odd episodes there. There are a few more um, that I did that before we entered it in podcast world, but um, would love for you to kind of join us on that journey. So thank you all so much again for joining us on Travel Tips Tuesday. We are going to be taking a week off next week because there's a certain birthday that we're going to be celebrating for all nations, but mostly America to quote the wonderful Sam Eagle. So we're going to be taking a little bit of time off for the 4th of July holiday, uh, but we do hope that you all have an amazing 4th of July holiday wherever you are uh, celebrating for that. We hope that you have an amazing weekend and uh, travel safe, be safe, uh, and if I could ever help you plan anything, if you're not an agent and you don't have somebody that you're already working with, I would love to talk to you uh, about that. Because as Adam was saying, our services are completely, completely free. So uh, we'll see you all again real soon. And remember to the future. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.